You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Mark, the 10th chapter. Notice the book of Mark in the 10th chapter. Man, I say it all the time, but we are so blessed here at a place of refuge. No, no, we are are so blessed. We are so blessed. Just to be in an atmosphere like we are in this morning, we are so blessed. Amen, we are so blessed. Ah, Just pray that we never take the presence of God for granted amen man i love you lord i appreciate you notice mark chapter number 10 and uh let's begin reading at verse number 46 we are dealing with another one of these very familiar gospel stories but they never get old to me because they are true they are true it's amazing how some stories never get old to us, even though the story is fictional. But it, but we never get, some of you have seen certain movies more than two or three times. And even though it's fictional, it doesn't get old to you. See, the word doesn't get old to me because the word is truth. And every time I read a story, no matter how many times I've read it, it encourages me. Amen. It edifies me. Notice Mark chapter number 10. And I pray that y'all stay there to where y'all will continue being lovers of the word. People who just love the word. You know, Mark, the 10th chapter, and we're going to begin reading at verse 46. We will conclude or finish reading at verse number 52. Mark 10 and verse 46. The Bible says, now when they came to Jericho, the day is Jesus and his disciples. When they came to Jericho, as he or Jesus went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great multitude, with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, Because remember, he's a blind man. He was not fortunate enough to actually see Jesus coming. But he heard that Jesus was coming. He began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Notice that he's crying out for mercy. And many warned him, not two or three, but many warned him to be quiet. Or to quit crying out. Quit being so loud. Come on. Then many warned him to be quiet. A mean term is shut up. 
Amen. And many of us know how we are. Even when we are saying something we shouldn't be saying, we don't like to be told to shut up. Come on, what my witness says, I'm like, we can't stand that. You want to get us balling, tell us to shut up. <laughs> Some of you are looking like, yeah, Pastor, I go to praying when somebody gets telling me to shut up. I'm grown. Yeah, this man is blind, crying out for help. And people' response to him is, be quiet. But I love his response to these negative folk, these mean folk. But he cried out all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. Barn Mayer's got louder. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer. Rise. Get up, he calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, which is not just a word for teacher, but a stronger meaning is master. He said, master, that I may receive my sight. Lord, I want to see. Jesus said to him, go your way. Here we are again. Same thing with the one with the issue of blood. Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has gave you your sight. Your faith has made you better. Your faith has caused you to receive what you wanted. It's your faith. And immediately he received his sight. And this is what I love about Bartimaeus. And followed Jesus on the road. Bartimaeus wasn't one of them people that got his blessing and just didn't want nothing else to do with Jesus. No, Bartimaeus was to the point that, no, no, you gave me my sight. And now I can see to follow you. And that's what I'm going to do. You ain't getting rid of me. Woo! You ain't getting rid of me. I'm going to follow you. Because you was the one who gave me my sight. Think about if everybody followed Jesus, who Jesus had been good to. But what I want to show you, my text is coming from verse 48. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more. Then many warned him to be quiet. But he cried out all the more. I want us to read that. Just that part that I read. Y'all ready? Then many. All right, some of y'all weren't with us. Y'all ready? Y'all ready to read? One, two, three. Then many. I want to teach from the subject possessed 
with determination. I want to talk about possessed with determination. Pastor, how, how was he able to cry out all the more after being warned to quit crying out? He was simply possessed with determination. And let's give the Lord a praise for our subject on this morning as well as our main text. Again, possessed with determination. Notice this miracle takes place outside of a city by the name of Jericho. Jericho was a town in Palestine on the West Bank. Two things I want you to know about Jericho is, number one, it had a warm climate. And it also had fresh water springs. Jericho was also known as a city, an oasis city, or a city that was known for its palm trees. And so it was often uh, labeled or called the city of palm trees. And so what I want you to receive is that when it came to Jericho, Jericho was a beautiful city. And so as we look at the text, we see in verse 46, Jesus and his disciples going in to Jericho. We see Jesus and his disciples entering into this beautiful city. But something happened because the shift, or the text I should say takes a shift. And notice in verse 46 that the Bible is clear. The Bible is plain that now they came to Jericho. And so we have Jesus and his disciples coming to Jericho. But then here's the shift. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude. And so see, something happened in Jericho. Come on, somebody. I said something happened in Jericho because he only enters Jericho with just him and the disciples. But then as he's coming out of Jericho, he has not only his disciples with him, but he has a great multitude who's following him. And, and so I submit to us that something great took place in Jericho. And, and we know our Jesus. We know how our Jesus is. When he entered into a place, often great things would take place. Am I right about it? When my Bible readers say, when you look at Jesus going to and fro, he would often enter into a city, and when it got noise abroad, or when the news got out that he was in town, people start coming from everywhere. You even remember there was a story when he got into one particular city and in a house that the Bible said that the house was filled to capacity as well as people surrounding the entire house. 
Y'all remember the story. Because four men were taking their friend who was paralyzed to see Jesus. But when they got there, the Bible said there were so many folk in the house and outside of the house that they had to cut a path through the crowd, go up on the rooftop, come on somebody, and cut a hole in the roof to lower their friend down so that Jesus could heal him. Oh, and their labor was not in vain. What Ain't it good to have friends like that? I said, ain't it good to have friends like that? People who want to see you get your blessing. People who want to see you get your healing. You better be careful who you call friend. Because if a person is truly your friend, he or she wants to see you at your best. Come on here, somebody. He or she wants to see you. If you're down, they want to see you get up. If you're sad, they want to see you get happy. Am I right about that? And don't slip on that. It is good to have the right people in your corner. Could you imagine the tight faith that they had? Knowing that he couldn't get up and walk to Jesus, but them just knowing if we get you to him, he'll heal you. And so what we're going to do is pick you up and carry you to him. And even getting there again and looking like there was no way to get him in, they wanted this man to so get his healing that they didn't give up based upon what they were seeing. They simply said, we got to go up on the roof. Oh, come on, we got to tear up somebody's house because our friend ain't going back the same way that he came. Oh, you know how some of us would have been. He was heavy carrying him up here, and we ain't planning on carrying him back. We just knew if we could get him here, he could walk back on his own. I'm trying to move on, but somebody got to, you got to search who's around you. Some, somebody here needs to take inventory of who you calling a friend. Because there are times that you'll call a person a friend, but look closely at their actions and they're proving themselves to be more of an enemy rather than a friend. And you know the story, Jesus looked at them and, 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 and healed them because of their faith. The man got healed. And, and so something happened in in Jericho. Let me bag that up with some scripture. Notice Matthew, the fourth chapter. Notice the book of Matthew and, and the fourth chapter. Let's, let's, let's take a look at how things would often go down when Jesus would enter into a city. Because what I'm doing is establishing a foundation of why blind Bartimaeus was so determined to get Jesus' attention. Again, I'm establishing a foundation of why blind Bartimaeus was so determined to get Jesus' attention. Remember the Bible said when he heard that it was Jesus, he began crying out. He began trying to get Jesus' attention. Notice Matthew 4 and verse number 23. Y'all hanging here this morning. Matthew 4 and verse 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, 
preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Now, this is what I want you to see. And healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Jesus was so powerful when it came to healing that according to this verse, there was no sickness he couldn't deal with. This, this is important. I said there was no sickness that he could not deal with or that he could not cure or make better. Notice there was no disease that he could not cure or make better. Everybody that they brought to him, regardless of their sickness or their disease, they got healed. I said they got healed. And, and this is the reason some of us throughout COVID have been as confident as we are. Because we knew that Jesus, according to Hebrew 13 and 8, is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. That means if he healed all sicknesses and all diseases back then, then COVID ain't too big for it. I said COVID ain't too big for a pandemic is not too big for him. And some of us have a testimony that he healed you. He healed your body. He healed your lungs. He strengthened you in the midst of what you were going through. Am I right about it? But notice the Bible again. We got, we, we, we have to become more of a students of the Bible. So the things that we go through won't frustrate us in this life. The Bible said he was preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing. The Bible doesn't even have time to tell us all of the sicknesses and all of the diseases that he healed. It simply says, and healing all kinds of sicknesses. That means that Jesus was healing diseases and sicknesses. That people didn't even know what it was. That's what I love about Jesus. See, a doctor don't, sometimes don't even know what's going on with you. He can't even diagnose what's happening to you. But see, Jesus, I thought I was going to get more amen then. I said, but Jesus can do anything but fail. You don't ever get the mindset that something is too hard for the Lord. Even when doctors tell you, we've never seen a situation like this one. We've never seen a condition like this one turn around before. We've never seen a child in this condition to become better. But see, mama, what you got to know is that the God that you serve... Is a God that heals all kinds of... Come on, somebody help me preach it. He heals all kinds of sickness. He heals all kinds of diseases. All kinds. Somebody shout all kinds. Somebody shout all kinds. He heals the kinds that's been happening for a month. He heals those kinds that been going on for years. He can even heal what was there at birth. Oh, I know I'm talking right. He can handle something 
that's been with a person since their birth. Be seated. And you know how some folks here, they think, well, since you were born like that, they, they, then you just going to have to stay like that. Not according to Jesus. Not according to what Jesus is able to do. Woo! But notice what the Bible said. Now, after healing all kinds of sicknesses and after healing all kinds of diseases, verse 24, then his fame went throughout all Syria and they brought to him all sick people. You see what happened? You see what happened when that fame went out? When that fame went out, it basically went out saying, there's a man. <laughs> there's a man walking from town to town that has been healing all sicknesses and all diseases. Now see, when that fame went about, notice what the Bible then said, and they brought to him all sick people. See, folks started gathering their loved ones who were sick, people who were sick, began to try to make their way to wherever he was. Why? Because his fame went out. Basically going out saying, there's nothing, oh come on somebody, too hard for this man. Nothing. And he brought to him all sick people who were afflicted, here we go again, with various diseases and torments. And, and, and notice that the people said, well, since he can deal with sickness, we're going to bring him to demon possessed as well. We're going to bring him to epileptic, the paralytic, and he healed all of them. I'm trying to stir somebody's faith. When his fame went out, people started saying, whatever you may be going through, take it to Jesus. That's how the old saints used to be. It didn't matter what you were going through. Old saints would just tell you, take it to Jesus. Get it to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Some of us ain't getting happy because your problem is that you look to man too much. They started taking to him all kinds of people with all kinds of problems. And ain't y'all glad that Jesus can handle all kinds of problems? That's why I pray the way I do. That's the reason I strive to pray every day. Because Jesus, oh, I'm preaching hard, can handle all kinds of problems. Pastor, if you ever need somebody to talk to, just call me. I'm here. No, you ain't Jesus. You, you can't handle all problems. I gotta take my problems to Jesus. What I'm going through too hard for you. Notice verse 25. And he healed them. Verse 25. Great multitudes followed him. From Galilee, from Depocalus, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. So I'm establishing a foundation for why these great multitudes started following him. And it is true that many of the people within the great multitudes only followed him because of the healings 
and the miracles. You know, there, there were people who only followed him for the fish and the loaves. You, you know, you still got folk like that today. They only follow Jesus. They only want something to do with Jesus in reference to him blessing them. That's when some of you have no problem coming to church if you feel like God had blessed you the day before. Come on, this is just uh, the, the church nowadays. Folk serve Jesus for what they can get. Y'all know I'm right about it. I don't care if you don't amen me or not. The church is filled with people who only serve God based upon what he can give them. If he give me a new car, I'll praise him. If he give me my new house, I'll praise him. If I get the promotion, I'll praise him. I'll be loyal. I'll be dedicated to his church. But I got to get my promotion. Matter of fact, I got to get that promotion with a bonus. And then I'll give him the praise that y'all say do unto his name. But there's some of us, we going to praise him if we don't get the car. We going to praise him if we don't get the house. We going to praise him any how and in spite of everything that we go through we need more folk like that we need more folk to praise him because he saved you praise him because he delivered you praise him like he got you off crack praise him like he delivered you off alcohol praise him like he brought you out the street praise him like he brought you out of the club come on here somebody I praise him because he saved me. I praise him because he changed my life. I said something important earlier. Yeah, I'm praying for God to do something. But don't you ever get it twisted. If he decides not to do the very thing your pastor been praying for him to do. One thing he know about me. I'm going to praise you anyhow, God. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna praise you anyhow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the glory anyhow. Be seated. Y'all be careful. Let's don't fall into that crowd. Let's don't fall into that crowd. Amen? But there were some people who followed him. And that this crowd was not as large as the crowd who only wanted a miracle. But there were some following him based upon his teachings or his word. Notice Luke 4. These are the real saints. Come on, I say these are the real saints. Mm, Y'all know I'm right about it. That's the reason some of us, our praise is dependent on God doing what we want him to do or what we think he should do. But that ain't right. I said that ain't right. If God make you wait, you ought to give him a praise while you wait. Come on. If he tell you not now, you ought to praise him even though he said not now. I remember being young and getting mad at your parents when they said, not now. Why, mama? 
And some of you remember just asking mom, why mama? All day, why mama? And she was a real mama. She said, cause I said so. Woo, how many had a mama like that? Cause I said so, and I meant what I said. You'd be like, I ain't mama. <laughs> but see, what I'm trying to get you to see is that you can't throw a tantrum on God to try to get him to move. You have to trust his timing. You even have to trust that he knows what you need. I'm finna mess with some of y'all mind. Better than you know. He know what you need better than you. Am I right about it? There's some single folks in here. You think you know what you need. No, oh, see, I didn't be single folk didn't say that. I mean with y'all October the 7th. Luke 4. Pastor, I know what I need now. No, 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 no. Not, not like he know. Not like he know. Luke 4 and verse 16. Y'all listen carefully now. Luke 4, 16. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, as his custom was, of doing what he always did, He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Imagine that day. Jesus himself walks into the synagogue. They hand him the book. Could you imagine being there and Jesus himself, God in the flesh, is about to read the word of God. Oh, oh, I I got a better way to say it. They hand the book to the author. Can't nobody read it like the author. They hand the book to the one that wrote the book. Some of us still wouldn't have got excited that day. But many of us would have been on the edge of our seats. He finna read from the book. He found the place. Now he know the book because he is the book. (laughs) Lord, I love it. I love it. I love it. So, So he found the place. He didn't just do what some folk think. He just flipped it open and went over there. No, no, no. He found the place. He knew what he needed to read today. He found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives. And recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Verse 20. Then he closed the book. Gave it back to the attendant and sat down. 
This wasn't no regular reading now. Because notice what happened. And all eyes, and the eyes of all who were in the synagogue was fixed on him. You know, even if fixed on him, they never heard nobody read the word like that. They've heard the word read to them time after time, but it was something about when this man took the book and read from the prophet Isaiah. When he was finished, he took the book, gave it back to the attendant. Verse 21, and he began to say to them, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Watch this. So all bore witness to him, marveled at his gracious words, which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is this not Joseph's son? Hmm. Oh, he's bigger than Joseph's son. Because the text that he read showed him to be the anointed one. See, Jesus wasn't just anointed. God anoints us, but Jesus was the anointed one. Listen to me. He was the one anointed. Notice this to preach the gospel. He was anointed to heal the broken heart. He was anointed to proclaim liberty to the captive. He was anointed to give recovery of sight to the blind. So notice in the main text, because again, Jesus was anointed to do these things. This is why he came. Come on, somebody. This is why he came. And so when blind Bartimaeus, in the main text, in Mark 10, in verse 47, notice what the text reads. And when he heard that it was Jesus, when he heard that it was Jesus, when he heard that it was the one famous for dealing with all kinds of sickness and disease. When he heard that it was the one coming who was anointed to cause people to recover their sight. The Bible said he began to cry out. He began to lift up his voice to get Jesus' attention. Could you imagine Bartimaeus blind and he knowing that the, the, the one that is able to give me my sight is passing by me. Whoa, I love it because Bartimaeus went to the point to where he knew I cannot afford to let this moment pass me by without me getting his attention. And we don't even know if he was the only one there who was blind or had some type of sickness because the Bible talks about how they came from everywhere. But according to Mark 10, 46 and following, he was the only one who began to cry out. Why am I saying that? Because I'm saying to us, you got to know what you want from Jesus and you have to know how bad you want it 
even when others are acting like it ain't that important to them. You have to know how bad you want what you want that is according to his will and not just your own. I'm teaching right. You got to know. You got to know is his will. You have to know. The Bible says he began to cry out and to say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Lord, have mercy on me. Jesus, thou son of David. Have mercy on me. Jesus, thou son of David. Jesus, thou son of David. Have mercy on me. Lord, show me some divine favor. Help me with this condition. Jesus, show me some divine Lord, have compassion on me. He's calling him. He, no, no, no doubt he's doing whatever he can to get his attention because he's crying loud. He can't see him. He can't see him. There's a great multitude. But, but I heard that he, that, that, that he's in the midst of of the multitude. I, I, I heard that, 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 that he's near. I, I heard that, 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 that he is somewhere in the crowd and, and he is the most important person in the crowd. He is my main focus. He, he's the one that Jesus Jesus thou son of David have mercy on me. Have mercy. Verse 48 is a strange text. Strange to understand. But then again, it's not. Then many warned him. They see he's blind. They see he has a condition. They know what Jesus is known for. They know what Jesus is known for doing. See, I'm telling you, you have to be careful because everybody who say they want to see you blessed do not want to see you blessed. Oh, yeah, preach it, pastor. Everybody who say they are with you are not with you. Everybody who say they praying for you, all of them are not praying for you. Oh, break it down, pastor, the way they say they're praying. Many warned him. To be quiet. Quit disturbing the peace. The Bible don't say that they asked him to be quiet. They warned him. They warned him. Many warned him. If you don't shut We gonna do such and such to you. 
There's always going to come a point to where if you are not possessed with determination, you went as far as you're going to go. But people who are possessed with determination don't stop. There is no quit in them. Oh, I'm finna make somebody mad. And, and see, what's sad today is that there are sinners who have more determination than some saints. Something wrong when I hear sinners boasting and bragging about how they grind until they get what they want. How they grind until they become who they want to be. How they keep grinding through their trouble. How, how they keep getting... I knew y'all wasn't going to get happy about it, but it is the truth. And then you have some saints who the moment they face opposition, the moment it looks like it ain't going to work for them, they lose their determination and they're ready to quit. And they're just ready to tell everybody who are listening. I tried. Was you at the service? Yeah, I was there. Why didn't you get Jesus to pray for you? It was so many people. I started crying out. And then these folk got the tripping on me. Man, that's how folks is. Seemed like somebody would have ran to him and tried to help. They saw I couldn't see. They saw that, that, that I was doing everything I could to get his attention. You, you would think folk would, would have stopped Jesus from me or at least would have grabbed me by my hand and led me to him, got me a little bit closer to him. See, I'm preaching to somebody. You have to look beyond what folk won't do. You have to look beyond what people Try to do to discourage you. You have to look beyond. Come on here and preach it, Pastor. What your enemies are up to. You have to understand that greater is he. Come on, somebody and help me preach it. I said you have to learn to look beyond. Don't allow people who don't want to see you get the thing Jesus has for you be the reason you quit or you stop. Listen to me. Be seated. Doing the very thing you need to keep doing. And he warned him to be Bartimaeus, we ain't going to tell you no more that you are too loud. See, sometimes you got to come to church. Woo! You got to come and know what you need. And in the midst of the praise service, your neighbor may look at you like, wait a minute, you getting too loud in the praise. But, but you got to let that 
person know, look, I don't care how you look at me. I don't care if you change roles, if you get behind me or in front of me. But I got to praise him today. See, some of you didn't even clap. You ain't moving because you never praise him like that. You never praise him to the point to where you come in his house and you give him everything that you have. You clap with all that you got. You dance with everything that is within you. And you get beside yourself praising. The reason I know is because some of you looking cool doing praise service. Some of you trying to look pretty, but you need a miracle. Stop trying to look pretty. Stop trying to impress everybody. You need God to free your mind. Stop worrying about what folk think. You got to come out of that depression. Stop worrying about them. Who am I preaching to? You got to lead church better today. You got to lead church free today. Come on, I'm preaching hard to somebody. I said I'm preaching hard to somebody right now. You need to give him a praise right now. You need to magnify God right now. You need to show him your determination. Lord, if don't nobody else praise you, I will. Lord, if don't nobody else magnify you, I'll magnify If don't nobody else hear you, thank you for what you've done. I'm telling you, thank you. I'm telling you how much I need you. I'm telling you that I can't make it without you. I'm telling you that only you can help me. Only you can do. Woo! Be seated, be seated, be seated. He was possessed. Listen, I'm in my clothes. But whenever you are possessed by something or somebody, that is something that can be seen by others. Those of us that have been around people possessed by demons, that's something you could see. What my saints said. There are other times it takes a great discernment, but when people are truly possessed by demons, sometimes it's clear and it's evident, listen, as to what has a hope to them. See, the text shows that Bontemeus was possessed with determination. Because after being warned, if he didn't quit doing what he was doing, he showed how possessed he was. Bible says he cried out all the more. He got louder. Y'all didn't hear me. I said the man got There has to be a response when the enemy comes at you and tries to stop you from getting what God has deemed to be due season for you. There has to be something that approaches that enemy, that steps to that enemy and say, you ain't seen nothing yet. Reminds me of David. When his own wife got mad at him for praising God so 
ferociously in front of people being keen that he danced out of his priestly garments. When is the last time you praised God so to when, when you sat down, you had to straighten up your, you had to get your, Lord have mercy. I, 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 come on. Some of you come to church, you can take off what you wore and hang it up as if you ain't been nowhere. But there are those of us that know when we come, we're going to shake up some things. When we come, there are some women that know there comes a certain point in the service. You may have to kick off the red bottom and go ahead and just... Do you hear me, Deacon? Here, he cried out. No doubt, making people wonder what's wrong with this man. I'll tell you what's wrong with him. Even though I wasn't there, I studied the text and I prayed about it. He was possessed with determination. Pastor does being possessed with determination get me. Show you what it gets you. Y'all, y'all, y'all here? Verse 49. So Jesus stood still. Determination stopped Jesus in his track. Is possessed with determination. Stopped him in his tracks. Made Jesus stand still. I should have preached the message. I should have titled it, The Day Jesus Stood Still. He's going. The multitude is following. There's a blind man acting crazy. There's a crazo in the crowd. Come on, somebody. Some, 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 some of us can be described as crazos. That there's a crazy man in the in the crowd. Somebody probably told Jesus, just, just keep going there. Somebody crazy over there. There's a crazy yo. That there's somebody out of their mind over there. But see, sometimes we need to show Jesus that we'll get out of our mind for him. Sometimes we need to show him that we are crazy about him. That we are fanatic over him. He's walking. The Bible said he's. And then the text says, he told somebody, bring the crazy man to me. See, there are just times Jesus don't move for pretty folk. He, he just don't move for, for, for nobody. So did he? There, there's time that he shows up and his eyes are running to and forth throughout the sanctuary doing the praise and worship as well as the preaching of the message. But he's not looking for sedity folk. He ain't looking for bougie people. He ain't looking for somebody that act like they don't need nothing. He's looking for the crazy folk. Looking for somebody that came to church and say, God, you got to touch me today. You got to heal this situation. 
I dare somebody look at your neighbor and just do like this. And I say, I'm looking for the crazy olds. Tell somebody I'm like Jesus. I'm looking for the crazy olds. I, I, I'm looking for that woman that's been bowed over for 18 years and can't straighten up herself. But came to church and heard that Jesus was there. Be seated, be seated. He should seal. He should seal. The Bible says, Jesus should seal, commanded him to be called. They called the blind man saying, be of good cheer. See, they really didn't understand. Blind Bartimaeus was already happy. Be of good cheer. He's calling you. He's calling you. He, 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 he wants you crazy. He wants you crazy, praiser. He wants you crazy, giver. He, he wants to do something. He's been seeing how crazy you've been giving lately. He's he been seeing how. Oh, come on, somebody. He's been looking at how crazy you've been acting in prayer at the house. He's been looking at you beside the bed early in the morning. Get the crazy one. To show you that blind Bartimaeus knew more about Jesus than we give him credit for. Is again in what he called him. He said, Son of David. I know you're king. I know your royalty. This is the reason when Jesus said, Come, he did something that no doubt people around him did not understand. He threw aside his garment. And see, I used to preach it that he knew that he was about to get a change. There was a certain way beggars dressed. There was a certain way blind people dressed. There were no programs for blind folk back then. There were no care ministries. Come on, somebody. And so when Jesus called the crazy old to preach it all the time that he threw aside that garment because he know these are beggar clothes and I'm no longer about to be a beggar. But it's deeper than that, Sister Keisha. He knew that. But what I love the most is that Bartimaeus knew. You good, Brother Ball. That you don't go before no king any kind of way. I got to show him that I'm dressed for the moment. I got to show him that I respect him. I got to show him that I honor him. I got to show him that I know I can't just come in his presence. Can't just come before him any kind of way. I got to show him that he's king of kings. So he's looking the best that he can. stands before the king. He doesn't call him the name for teacher, though he knows he is a great teacher. 
He says, Rabboni. He said, Master, that I might receive my sight. King, one who heals all sicknesses, one who heals all diseases, one who deals with all problems, calls me to see. Calls me to see. Calls me to see. Open my, my eyes. Give me a miracle. Somebody in this church is about to get a miracle. Doctors won't be able to explain it. Relatives won't understand it. Sister Pam, according to Hebrews 11 and 6, that's something God has to reward. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. For he that cometh to God. What did he say to the crazy man? Tell him to come. He didn't just step to Jesus. He stepped to him with belief. He that cometh to God must believe. I'm the crazy one, Jesus. I'm the crazy one. I'm the one that was acting crazy. I'm the one that everybody told to quit, but I, I didn't quit. Uh, I, I, I didn't quit, and I'm standing right here before you. See, see, there's somebody because you didn't quit. You, you about to stand in a place. Jesus says words to him. That throughout the day and time to come, I want this church to get to operating in diligence to the point to where he started asking members of this church, what do you want? I want him to wake folks up. Late in the midnight hour. And say, what do you want? The thing about desperate people, the thing about crazy people. Because you know what you want. It ain't going to be something you got to think about.
know I'm a beggar. Change it, Jesus. Change it. Jesus said, be it unto you according to your faith. Jesus said, Bartimaeus, I got to honor your dedication or your determination. Bible says, immediately he received his sight. Immediately. Come in for a minute, dig here. Immediately. Immediately. Just stand right there. You Jesus. He blind. The Bible said, immediately he received his sight. First person he sees. get his sight and go to looking for those that told him to shut up and those that first person he sees is is Jesus the one who did it the son of God the Messiah has opened my my God is true hallelujah thank you son of God but what I love about it is that Jesus started Back walking. And Bartimaeus said, Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Turn around, Jesus. Huh? Wherever you go, I'm going. You know what he was in essence saying to Jesus? I owe you. I owe you a debt that I could never. I belong to you. I'm your servant. All of it happened to a man because he got possessed with determination. I'm going to say this and be done. Once Bartimaeus knew that what he was doing was right to do, that being crying out, he did not get weary in doing good. You see, God tied the word in. He could have easily said, I'm crying out. I'm doing what I should do. But he's just walking like he doesn't hear me. I'm crying. This is what I should do. Why is he not stopping? Why does he not care? No, he got possessed. With determination. And he didn't get weary. In doing good. And he got rewarded. All I'm saying to the church. Is when you know. What you're doing. Is right to do. Be possessed. With determination. If God has you pursuing something. And you know it's not just you. But it's the thing he wants you to pursue. I'm, I'm you good, Jesus. Listen, then you keep pursuing no matter what. If he has you praying at a certain time during the day, doesn't matter how things go, you be possessed with determination. You keep praying at that time he told you to pray. He has you given a certain thing. 
If he done told you, I want you to put $20 on this altar every Sunday, and I don't want you to stop, you keep putting that 20 on that altar as long as he provides you with that 20 You get possessed with determination. If he has you showing love, and you're mistreated, you don't give the person what they gave you. You get possessed with determination and have a willingness then I'm going to keep showing love. Because God told me just, just love them. Just treat them right. Because see, he is the one who's going to do what needs to be done. This church has done great. But the Bible said he cried out the more. Our determination now has to rise to the next level. Pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.